0: nation welcome to the college football rundown i'm Woj, and i'm walt and we're here to try and put together k cha- or understand chaos that college football throws at us wall right
1: yeah chaos is college football Woj, there's <laughs> different letters same sound chaos is college football baby
0: <laughs> i had a lot of chaos last week I'm sure we'll have some more this week, but uh, I won again, Wall. DraftKings League, hell yeah. (laughs) 200.32 points. I'm turning it around, Wall. There you go. Blind squirrel finding a couple of nuts, Woj. I like it. I like it. Come on. All right. I went with one quarterback this week. Uh, I went with Sean Clifford, had the Dotson stack with him. It was 13,600 for both. They produced 84.52 points for 161 per point. So a little pat on the back to me. That's a good job. Uh, I also had Jalen Early, the running back from Old Miss, scored 32.90 points uh, on a 3,800 salary. So that was a big pickup there. Uh, In second place, Walrus67. And in third place, yourself, Kyle. Uh, Way to go. Thank you. Thank you for my congratulations, (laughs) and My pat's on the back.
1: You know actually it was uh, close between me and Story. Story was right up there again, Moj, but I I took him down at the end, so happy buddy. You
0: it. got him. You got him. You Got that third place spot, that little uh little spiff here in the uh in the rundown. So, yeah, well, good job to you. Uh I I did a uh, multi entry last week wall. Uh a 20 20 entry in a $4 tournament, uh almost just about under 6 or under 600 players, but um still pretty good. I lost 8 bucks though. Uh I had four rosters better than the one in another Rundown League. I had one of them uh, was 222.76. It was my best one, finished 205th. It got as high as sixth place at one point, but I uh, just couldn't put all the uh, everything together to make it fit. Uh, I did have the winning combo as far as quarterbacks, which was Ocon- surprisingly not the most uh, – Point-driven quarter or quarterbacks. Obviously, Sam Hartman scored another obscene day, 50-plus game. But uh, I had O'Connell in uh, Sean Clifford, uh, and the winner of the league at who won it with like 277, I think it was. Had those two as well. Just he had all the other pieces a little bit better than I did, unfortunately. But still, not bad. 205 out of of 6,000 wall. Hey, okay,
1: 20, 20 wa- rosters, right, Woj? You did them all. I, I, I seem to remember looking at your tournament. You beat the juice. You did better than the average, yet you still lost eight bucks, Wilde. You got you to
0: gotta turn that around and,
1: and win. Win eight bucks, yep. then 20, yep. then 100, That's the point of those
0: multi-entry. That's the point of yeah, those multi-entry, true. trying to fill them out, get them up there for certain percentage owned, and try to get your win, and that's what I tried to do, Um, but just came up a little short. Anyways, season-long rewards. Uh, we have more people that have now finished their eight weeks. Uh, average placement, Kyle, you're winning with 2.7. Story's right behind you with 2.8. And I'm in third with 3.4. Uh, overall points is yourself with 12.54. Story is 12.34. And I'm at 11.39. Still a ways back. But I'm, I'm going to catch up while well. you watch. I'm knocking some, some low ones off this coming week.
1: Hey, well, I'm noticing here you, you got to the tenth of a digit. Is that what we're doing? Because I, I see <laughs> overall points you got story to the hundredth of a digit. So I don't want any finagling, any gerrymandering on those numbers. Are we doing to the tenth, or what's you, the deal you, here?
0: Yeah, we'll go. We'll go to the tenth. How about that? Okay. Uh, you hit the number on the button, though. You were at 1254 even, which is remarkable yeah. in its own way. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Modulus zero, baby. I don't like remainders, so that's how I do it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this week will be the uh, 14-game slate. That's been moved to a 13. USC versus California is postponed due to California having COVID issues. They're trying to find a make date, but if they don't, California will forfeit that game. Uh, and give USC a free win, which is much needed for them. On to this week's games, wall, or excuse me, last week's games. A uh, couple good ga- games, a couple chaotic ones. We had uh, Bama versus LSU, which was close again. This, this reminded me of the Florida game again, where the O-line and D-line Alabama just didn't look good. And the offense didn't look good either. I mean, Alabama had 28 yards and 17 carries while from their running backs. That's unheard of for an Alabama team.
1: Yeah, they couldn't get anything going, man. This LSU team, they showed up to play for once this season, Woj. And at any point in this game, you could not say, oh, Alabama is just going to run away because it was a game the whole time. And I want to remind people, you know, this wasn't down in Louisiana. This was at Alabama, at their home. And LSU came in there and played them tough good game
0: though yeah yeah 20 to 14 uh LSU had a chance there towards the end of the game to uh to win it just came up a little short but yeah close game Alabama again did not look like the number 2 team in the nation uh to me but uh i'm sure the playoff committee is uh waiting for a loss so they can confirm that but other than that Wake Forest did fall to North Carolina 58 to 55 Sam Hartman and Sam Howell threw for a combined 614 yards wall and six TDs and carried the ball 33 times combined for 182 yards and four more TDs. Uh, it's just it's just wild. Hartman's numbers in the last uh, three games on DraftKings have been 49.5, 49.2, and last week's 56.7. It's just absolutely crazy. He's going to be in line for Heisman Talk pretty shortly here, Wall.
1: I, Woj, I'm telling you this. We talked about it last week. This was a game I was looking forward to actually since the beginning of the season. We talked about it preseason on our preview for the uh, uh, I'm sorry ACC down there. I I don't know. Woj. I, I don't think that you can be a top 10 football team and have that bad of a defense. And that's why I was so excited last week to bet North Carolina because I was wanting to bet against Wake Forest, wanting to bet against them, finally got my chance. It's come to fruition now. You look at Wake Forest this week, I mean, they're a one-point favorite at home to NC State. The world's realized that, you know, you can't have that great of a team when your defense is that bad. And I know you love those DraftKings stats and that offensive (laughs) stats, but, I mean, you got to have a defense if you want to be a good football team. Look at the best team in the nation right now, Woj, Georgia. They got the best defense in the nation. You want to be the best team in the nation? You better have a damn good defense. Wake Forest has no defense. So, you know, I are a team we probably won't even talk about this week, Woj.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Hartman is not in DraftKings. If he was, I'm sure he'd be like 15,000. But uh, another high-scoring game last week while Tennessee ended up beating Kentucky, which was your pick unfortunately. There was a, a, a little bit of a chaos at the end of this one. There was a late face mask that didn't get called. Um, on a third down, uh, Stoops got crazy. Mark Stoops, the head coach for Kentucky, got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, pushed him back, ended up com- converting the fourth down, which was like fourth and I think it was like 20 yards, or I think it was more than yeah, that. 24, actually, I think. 24, yeah, 24, yeah, fourth and 24. Convert it, and then Wall. They're just about ten yards out of field goal range, and that's all they need to tie the game. And they kept slinging it down the field. I couldn't. I was. I just kept shaking my head. It's like they forgot that they only needed ten yards, Wall.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's two sides to that, too, Woj. I mean, the game, obviously, we're talking about another football game, if you want to call it that, that had no defense being played in it. So I understand what Stoops was doing trying to get the touchdown. You get the field goal. I mean, it's a coin flip whether Tennessee scores on the next drive before you go to overtime. Then thereafter, we all know that overtime's our coin flip. So I understand what he was doing there. But what I don't understand is how Mark Stoops, a coach like that, somebody that has experience, can get an unsportsmanlike penalty and cost his team an opportunity. And I know – you said they got the first down, which they did on fourth and 24, quite miraculous. Imagine if it wasn't fourth and 24 that they got that first down. Imagine if they were 15 yards ahead of what they were, whole different ball game. So you cannot get that penalty if you're Mark Stoops, Roach. It cost his team the game. It cost some of us some money, right?
0: It did, yeah. Mark Stoops made a couple questionable calls that aren't unique for or not normal for him either. He went for it on a fourth down. Uh, at the end of the first half, that ended up resulting in some points too for, uh, Tennessee. So that's just another one of those things where he would normally punt it and he didn't. And it was just, uh, just a little different of a game. Um, but while you watched some, or I, I did too, I guess a little bit last night, some, uh, some MAC action on Tuesday night. Yeah, Woj, we, we
1: in the bid like to call it but mac action, but Mac-action works for me. It was back Tuesday night, baby. We got some games done already. As everybody's listening to this podcast, there's already some games done. Mac, we got some teams playing tonight too. Another Mac team, but NIU's playing as we're speaking. Tuesday though, Miami, Ohio just crushed Buffalo 45-18. Ohio beat Eastern Michigan 34-26. Lost some money on that one, Woj. I was hoping Eastern Michigan come through, took them plus 200. Mid-game didn't happen. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Western Michigan. I don't know if you saw that game, Woj. Western Michigan-Akron. Woo! That was a humdinger. That was a humdinger. Western Michigan pulled it off 45-40. to But, man, matching's back on Tuesday. I love it, Woj. I love watching some college football on Tuesday.
0: Uh, you know, rundown nation. You know, Wall's pumped up about Maxion if uh, if he's calling dingers out there in, in football, but uh, yum dingers, holy moly! But uh, let's get into this week's game so we can hear some more of that. We got UCF, who's six and three at SMU, seven two has lost their last two games, if I'm not mistaken. 11 a.m. on ESPN. U Wall.
1: Hey, SMU minus seven over under a 60 and a half we 're not talking about a low scoring Hey, and not to go off on a tangent I don't know if you saw there was a 37 and a half point over under this week Woj, in one of the games on the ticket you probably know who it is <laughs> with that defense we have over there in Iowa 37 and a half points I was playing Minnesota we got a total points at 37 and a half I mean that's almost you know half of what this over under is sitting at for reference but This one, 60 and a half, UCF plus 225, American Athletic Conference, man. There's somebody to talk about these days. Top four teams, these two teams are, sitting number three and four respectively. UCF's on a three-game winning streak. You mentioned it, Woj. SMU lost those two in a row, but I will say they were to Memphis, who's a questionable team, you know, middle of the pack in the AAC, but also to Houston, who's pretty up there. They're actually ranked higher than Cincinnati. Did you know that, Woj? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. They're the, the you knew good that? Team. How'd you know that? you reading my notes or something. I mean, right. if you think about it, number five in the nation, Cincinnati is below Houston. Again, it's because Houston played more games, but I find it interesting. Mordecai over there on SMU, Mordecai. I've watched him play a few times. I mean, great quarterback. I sometimes question the call. When, who are they playing the other day? I can't even remember. They're playing somebody, but they did a, a naked bootleg to the short side of the field with no blockers, and I was just like, "Why are you calling that play?" But when they get the right play call, Mordecai from SMU is the man. You
0: think you could take him on your team? Because these guys are in the slate, loach. Uh, yes and no. So I'm I'm almost I'm worried about this two game losing streak. And UCF's defense isn't all that bad. Uh, and they've changed their offense around since Dylan Dale, Dale Gabriel it hasn't been the quarterback, where they've slowed it down. They've spread the workload around. Um on the ground and in the air, not throwing that many passes as they used to before. Um, I I think they're only doing 25.5 over the last six games. It doesn't really seem like an SMU, or not, excuse excuse me, a UCF offense. But uh, he is a possibility. Um, But, again, two poor performances the last two weeks in DFS. Uh, Touchdowns are still there, but pass attempts have been down for them as well. Uh, and again, UCF, their defense isn't that bad. I, you just mentioned SMU losing to a Memphis team that UCF beat and held the seven points. Um, so I, there's just that going into it. I, I don't know. I don't know if UCF wins this game. I might put some on the money line just to give me a little extra juice there, some some small pennies uh, to put on. But some other guys to think about is the quarterback for UCF, Mikey Mike Mikey Keen. Um And the thing that it intrigues me about this and yes their passes are down I talked about that uh, they don't have Dylan Gabriel they've been spreading the ball out is SMU is the second worst pass uh, defense on the slate giving up the most second most yards uh, the most yards obviously giving up to Michigan State which we talked about last week and we'll talk about them again this week but the thing about it is is Keene isn't mobile and it lowers his ceiling substantially so uh, he's 6400 Maybe I fit him into a lineup if I do another multi-entry, but I'm not 100% certain on that. One person I will be keen on this week at 5,900 is his wide receiver and Jalen Robinson, who will be back after having not played the last six games. Uh, he's a dynamic and clear number one pass catcher, and he was seen in practice all week. He was suited up and ready before the game last week, but ended up not playing, and so it was more just of a dry walkthrough, so... That that bodes well for him playing this week. So that's another guy. Ryan O'Keefe is another quarter or wide receiver from UCF. He's 7200. Thing about that is, is he's just too expensive, especially with Robinson coming back to be a value. Uh, it's a negative play, a trap play almost for me. So I, I would key in on Robinson there, uh, just being how dynamic he is, and we'll see how that Keane and Robinson matchup works out, but. I'm not sure, maybe a couple lineups, maybe one uh, in a 20 entry for me on that. Not sure yet, 100%. Another guy to see on the SMU side would be Danny Gray. Had him last week in a bunch of lineups. He's pretty good. Uh, I don't get all that giddy about him at 7,100 because there's so many other good options around him at SMU at wide receiver, but he has been doing good and has been getting value. So could be a decent cash game. As he always sees targets, always gets good value, and is very consistent. Well, I think we're
1: on the opposite sides in this one, Moja. A battle to the death, if you will. I mean, you you want to take UCF, keep that juice out, baby. Let's go head to head on this one because I like SMU. I like a minus seven. You know, you're talking about money line taking UCF plus 225. I don't know if I'm going to lay minus 280, put up 280 to make a hundred. Eh, maybe. If I'm betting against you, Woj, I'll do it because I know I'm going to win. But I'm liking this spread, SMU minus seven. And I'm also liking Mordecai. I had him on my DraftKings team last week, Woj. Didn't do great. You know, you're right. He hasn't been performing great. But he he gets those touchdowns. I think you mentioned that. He gets those touchdowns, and you Mm -hmm. get points for touchdowns in DraftKings. So I think you and I are on the opposite side on this one, Woj.
0: Yeah, I think we are. I I do think UCF is an underrated uh, defense. So Uh, we'll just have to see how that one plays out. It's an interesting uh, over-under uh, when you think about it. A UCF versus SMU is only 60 and a half, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, next game is uh, number 19, Purdue, the Grim Reaper, as you could call them, who's 6-3 and three at number 4, Ohio State, 8-1, and 2.30 p.m. on ABC wall. Ohio State being number 4 is, I think, not good for Ohio State.
1: No, you don't want to have a number before your team name if you're playing Purdue, baby. They are the number killers. They take down teams in the top five. I'm not sure what the stat was they were talking about in the game last week, but Purdue has more wins against top five teams. I think it was the last 15 years than any other team in the nation. Man, they just take them down. And we talked about Purdue a couple weeks now. Last week we were pretty heavy on them. Didn't like the money line we were getting. Didn't think we were getting enough money, but now it makes sense why. Woah, well, they took down michigan state if i'm not mistaken it was michigan
0: state they were playing right it was yes Uh, they played well wall i mean and the thing about it is is i don't think ohio state looked all that good last week did they
1: no they looked awful man they played nebraska last week and you know nebraska's not a team i respect i understand it i get this pushback all the time you know they haven't lost games by that much but it doesn't matter they lost games they did extend scott frost's contract i don't know if you saw that Woj, but They extended his contract through next year. Actually, it was going through next year anyways. They took down some of his money at his own suggestion. They're going to pay him like a, a million dollars less or some crazy number less to come back next year. He's firing some offensive coordinators, some offensive people, and he's coming back at a reduced salary with a reduced buyout should they fire him next year. But, I mean, this Nebraska team is not one that I really like. And like you said, Ohio State did not look good in it. That's why right now in this game, Ohio State's minus 20 and a half, over/under is 62. Purdue's plus 750, baby. Plus 750. You put down a hundo, Woj. You're taking home 750 in your pocket. One thing I'm liking in this one. I know we've been talking about it a couple times in the podcast. We usually don't talk about it a whole lot, but it is something I bet. Purdue's plus 10 and a half in the first half. I haven't been liking how Ohio State comes out, you know, early in the game. So I'm thinking about that. But Purdue with 2.4 rushing yards or yards per rush. Ohio State D 3.04 yards per rush. Ah, whoa! It's gonna be tough, man. They're gonna have to pass. I don't think they're gonna get the run against this Ohio State defense.
0: And Purdue loves to pass, Wall, and their D for the most part is held up this season. They're only allowing 61.3 plays per game to their opposition, which is which is a great stat. It's a good stat to have. It's, it's a Big Ten stat, to be honest. And we've seen a lot of the Big Ten teams not have those. One of them being Ohio State, who gives up. Uh, I think 72, or yeah, 72.2 plays per game. Um, you know, Ohio State is ranked four, and we, we talked about it. is the Grim Reaper. That doesn't sit well for Ohio State in this one. Uh, Ohio State players to think about, though, in DFS would be Trayvon Henderson. I had him in a couple lineups last week. Didn't do as well as I thought. He's priced at 8,500. Any given week, this guy can put up 40 points. Uh, not every week he does it, but at any point in time, he could uh just one option to look at probably not my favorite but uh, man i am loving the d- offense from Purdue Aiden O'Connell had went down this week well he went down this week well let me run you through some stats d- the dude had
1: the 500
0: dude. yeah the dude had 536 passing yards last week and he's cheaper this week 5,400. He's playing against a Ohio State secondary that has given up points and hasn't looked very good. He's completed 77% of his uh, 70 or excuse me, 77% of his passes on the season, and he's thrown over 270 of them. Uh, in the last four weeks, he's had a 75% completion rating with 1344 yards. I mean, that's the, all these numbers speak to me here, Wall. It speaks to me in saying Purdue could. Hold Ohio State tight. Aiden O'Call is definitely going to be in some of my matchups. David Bell went it cheaper as well. He's only 6,700. He guy's a monster. Uh, I, I don't know what these DraftKings guys are thinking. They're, they're pushing Ohio State too far up on the totem pole here. They don't believe in the Grim Reaper Purdue. Uh, another guy to think about on Purdue is Garrett Miller, who's the tight end for Purdue. He's only 3,300, scored 15.4 points last week. Payne Durham was out, and that's why he got the start. And Payne Durham's only thirty eight hundred, so keep an eye on whichever one of those guys plays because I think they're gonna do a big part in this uh this passing offense for Purdue against a uh, a juggernaut like Ohio State well.
1: I love it. Well, people are like, what is this guy talking about? Garrett Miller, tight end for thirty three hundred bucks. How many times have I set a roster? I'm sure other people too, and you need a guy that's you know only thirty three hundred just to make sure you get your full team in there and you get a complete roster. I, right there, Woj. That's something that makes sense, you know. You're giving them things they can actually use in their lineups. And I do also want to say I love David Bell. He's on my. He was a keeper this year in our keeper league for year-long fantasy, Woj. I think he is amazing. The problem I have in this game, and maybe that's why DraftKings putting him at 6,700 only. I don't know. I couldn't tell you that. But one thing I'm worried about with David Bell this game is that Ohio State knows that Purdue is going to have to pass the football. They're not going to be able to run it very well against them. What they're going to do is they're going to drop back in a dime formation, Woj. When they get in that dime formation, it's likely going to be a cover two. Whichever side of the field Bell is on, they're going to have him bump and run at the line with that cover two defense with safety help over the top. So he's essentially going to be in double coverage most of the game, which is going to make it tough, you know, to get Bell the ball. But they have other options too. But as far as Bell specifically, I think that's maybe one of the problems Purdue's going to have this game getting bell the ball because he's going to be in double coverage a lot
0: i like it wall i like the uh the wisdom there for the uh the the cover 2d the tampa 2 as they call it let's tampa move two-wood. on to our next let's move on to our next game we got maryland five and four at number seven michigan state eight and one three p.m on fox wall
1: Fox baby who do we get calling this one you think well we get a little
0: Gus Gus Johnson action
1: (laughs) yeah baby Maryland he's calling Maryland Michigan State baby Maryland in this one getting 13 not quite getting that two touchdown Mark Woj over under a 60 and a half Maryland's plus 385 on the money line that's the money you're getting if you want to back Maryland Maryland this year Woj and again I'm trying to put it in every you know episode we do because people tell me they like to know this (laughs) not a big thing of mine but Maryland is three and six against the spread this year, Woj. It's, that's not so good. They're 0-5 in their last five games against the spread. What, is, what does that tell you? It tells you, you know, the, the books, you know, they're, they're not even coming close to what the books think they can do. They're only plus 13 in this one. So it kind of makes me think, I don't know what it makes me think, Woj. One problem I have in this game, and I'm not going to bet this one, but I think it's interesting game to talk about. One problem I have with, if you want to take Michigan State in this one, if you think they're going to beat them by two touchdowns, hey, I wouldn't disagree with you on a normal week, but Michigan State has Ohio State next week, Woj. Have you ever heard of a thing called a look-ahead game?
0: Yeah, I've heard of it. This could be a trap, but I think they're going to focus after last week's loss. Well,
1: well, I mean, hey, I'm not saying they won't. Like I said, I, I put it. Out there in bold print, it's recorded for the nation to hear. I'm going to stay away from this one. But, hey, man, Michigan State pissed off they lost last game. They're looking ahead to, to next game. Ohio State, number four team in the nation. They're not even thinking about Maryland. That, that could be a problem. You might be right, though, Woj. They might be in the right frame of mind. But keep that in the back of your head if you want to lay that, you know, minus 13 on Michigan State.
0: So, Wall, I, I have a dilemma here. Do I keep pounding and hammering the terrible Michigan State secondary? Because while they have the worst secondary, they give up the most yards in the air per game in the FBS. They're one thirty, Wall. They're behind Duke. Duke. <laughs> <like> <laughs> I'm not. I've just figured I'd just say that they're behind Duke. They're behind Duke as the worst team in college football on giving up yards in the air. They also Wall allow 83.4 plays per game to their opponents. That's a shit ton of plays wall. Um, this isn't a big 10 defense. It's not even really a defense. Uh, it, they might as well just walk off the field, let them score so they can get the ball back and, and try to try to outscore maybe go for some two point conversions wall but and, you know speaking of Michigan State, I, the only person I really like this week from their team, is Kenneth Walker. He's at 8,900. He's expensive, but he we know how good he is. And Michigan State has a bad defense, but so does Maryland. Well, let's not let's get real here. Maryland's not a very good football team. Uh, Kenneth Walker should do fairly well in this. Get his feet underneath him again. Get ready for the Ohio State game. But I'm primarily going to key in on you guessed it the offense for Maryland and. They're essentially wide receivers and quarterback here. Tunga Vailoa is a tricky one, however. He's 5,900 this week, and he's coming off back-to-back 300-yard games, but he's just not getting the TDs to go along with it. He doesn't have Dante DMS anymore. He got hurt in that Iowa game, and that that's hurt him. So the thing about it is, is I'm definitely going to play him just because of how bad Michigan State's secondary is, but I don't know. I think the line makers are right. I think it's going to be uh, – Maryland might get 23 points who knows but uh, it, it's just tough to get a lot of DraftKings points out of that from your quarterback especially if he's not running it in and the tongue of doesn't do that all that often but he's 5900 definitely gonna be in some lineups some guys to match him up with uh, Rakeem Jarrett's only 5400 uh, and he's the number one wide receiver over there now that DMS is out another guy wall and I'm gonna butcher this and this is gonna make the run rundown nation happy chi gozium okanoa uh, i think i got the last name right wall but that first name is a doozy but he's 4200 <laughs> 4, i don't 4, think 200.
1: you're even close with the last name uh, <laughs>
0: okay he's 42 <laughs> another wide receiver from uh, maryland uh he hasn't been very consistent uh but last week versus penn state uh he he Got uh, he did crazy, jumped up to 15 targets. Uh, and I think they figured something out here. No TDs, but he, he grabbed 12 of those 15 targets and scored 20.5 points. So maybe this is one of the new guys that they're going to bring up and, and do really well with. So 4,200, 4,500. Marcus Fleming is 4,000. Fleming is a little overpriced, I think, here. Uh, three games he's only averaged four grabs a game. Uh, on 5.75 targets, um, and he's just averaging about 10 points a game, so not really that great of a value there. Uh, but uh, Okinawa and Jarrett are both great options. Play all three of them, if you want, with tonga into this terrible Michigan State secondary. Obviously, Vegas has them playing from behind, so they're going to have to pass it. So I, I don't know. This is a, This is a risky one just cuz we we've seen Tundivallo do really well and we've seen him do really bad and Maryland just altogether is not a very good football team so uh we'll we'll see how it ends up I'm definitely going to have some exposure there in some of my lineups though well
1: you're not liking Michigan State's defense which I mean I'm thinking in my head here I wonder what happens at the end of the year the bowl game we get Michigan State versus Wake Forest Woj. how about that draft kings <laughs> heaven i mean it could happen the Mayo bowl i think the, the duke's <laughs> Mayo bowl is scc acc if i'm not mistaken uh, those two teams uh, couldn't meet there and that, that would be something out huh, watch
0: that's the sam hartman like dream right there <laughs> right before he goes to the nfl just lights up michigan state for 700 yards well
1: hell yeah the duke's Mayo bowl that's where they're gonna play well just speaking of duke college basketball started last night which i don't know if you caught that but they ah,
0: caught some of it yeah
1: did you see that they had a special uh on FanDuel, they had a special parlay, Duke and um, Kansas to win, plus 230, I believe. Took that. Both of them won. won. College basketball season is starting off good. Not to mention my favorite team, Iowa Hawkeyes, won 106 to 73. They played Longwood Lancers. I didn't catch your favorite Iowa State team. Did they play yesterday?
0: I'm not an Iowa State fan, but if I have to hear one more <laughs> time about how this was Coach Q's last year, I'm going to turn off college football for the rest of the year. Well,
1: oh okay college okay. basketball all... i
0: mean college basketball i, 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 don't, I, don't I heard it about a hundred times last night i was i was done
1: uh makes sense that's why you just turn the volume up
0: yeah that's true all right <laughs> on to our last game uh it's a 6 p.m or game here Wall. we got number 11 texas a&m who's seven and two at old miss uh who's number 15 on espn wall
1: and this is uh you're right well just a 6 p.m or it right? The real Jay Z was actually talking to me about this. I hadn't noticed it, but there's a lot of 6 p.m. games this this year. A lot less, you know, 7 p.m. games. You usually get those 7 p.m. games, but nonetheless, I mean, we got 11 first, 15. It's it's supposed to be a good one according to lines. Texas A&M minus two and a half, over under a 55 and a half. Ole Miss plus 110 only. Come on, man. We got a field goal game. You bet the dog. You're only getting 110 at home. Come on, don't like that. Which I just don't like it. Old Miss, no secret, they're giving up 237 yards a game on the ground. Their defense has not been able to stop the run. When you think Texas A&M, Woj, I'm sure you think Isaiah Spiller, right? Yep. And he hasn't been having, you know, the most spectacular season. Hasn't. Nope. Neither one of the running backs. You thought Iowa State's running back, uh, tall. Tall. he's still doing yeah, okay. He's, he's doing okay. Okay. Well, I thought he's, Spiller he's, was the man. They're, they're probably the same then. We'll say the same. But this week is Spiller's time to break out, Woj. I think he's going to make something happen in this game against this Ole Miss defense that has trouble stopping the run. I think I think this is his week, Woj. I think Spiller's really going to break out. I don't know if he's – oh, this is 6 p.m., so this is not on the slate, right?
0: Nope, not on the slate. No, uh, okay. Well, they probably haven't but, even. But, it's still probably probably in the late slate. I like it. Yeah. Spiller's going to break out. I'm, um, I might play the late slate, well.
1: There you go. Take your winnings, put a little bit into the late slate, Woj, and take Spiller on your team, and then thank Wall next week when we do the podcast. Texas AM, and top 30 rush and pass defense, Woj. They're going against Ole Miss, who's a juggernaut on offense. That's where the game's going to be decided. Mr. Correll, the quarterback for Ole Miss back there, he's going to have a little bit of trouble this week, Woj. He's not going to be able to just do what he wants. He's going to have to take some under routes. He's going to have to play a little smart hope mr lane kippen makes some good calls for him over there i know old miss is that good passing team but this might surprise you old miss is top five in rushing yards in the nation did you know that
0: yeah, i did know that they're good what? they got a bunch of good guys back there parish connor ely we just played yeah. last week multiple top multiple in my lineups he did i think he scored 33 drafting points I don't know
1: where you started learning all this college football knowledge, bro. Just really throwing me off, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. They got three running back system, Parrish, Connor, Ely. All of them are good. Top five rushing in the nation. So it's, they're not going to have to just rely on the pass all the time. They're going to be able to use their run to open up that pass game. But I still think over the top with this Texas A&M defense, Corral is going to have to take some under routes. I think he might get a little frustrated. I hate to take, you know, A&M in this situation because they're going you don't want to take the away favorite in this one when they're so closely ranked. But I, I think I have to, man. Texas A&M just, they've been a pretty good football team, Bulge, And Ole Miss, I have questions about them. I really do. So I think I'm liking A&M in this one. That probably minus two and a half. Probably stay away from the money line on it.
0: Yeah, I like that, Wall. I like that. Now, if you have one of those showdowns, two-play in one of those showdowns, put Spiller as your your captain there. Get double the points. Hey, that makes sense. I forgot about those showdowns, Woj. I
1: I I only played a couple of them. Could you? Can you? Do they have punters yet in DraftKings,
0: Woosh? No, they don't. They don't. They don't. But, they don't, they think. but hey, we'll we'll do we'll do a showdown next week. We'll do a uh, we'll do a double league. We'll do two our normal contests and we'll do a showdown next week. How about that? Off the find we'll have to find a good game, Wall.
1: Well, what I want to say, Woosh, is when they do get punters, and we talked about this game is at six p.m. For those of you staying up late. You got to check out this punter on San Diego state. Matt Areza. You see him in Have you I
0: seen him have. or not? Uh,
1: oh h- my him,
0: God. Him, him versus the Iowa guy. Wall. I think would be a good yeah, matchup.
1: It would be, except for this dude punts the ball 80 yards, Woj. I mean, he kicks yeah. field goals too. He's 10 for 16 on the season. He has three of them over 50 yards. He has five tackles on the season, Woj, four solo tackles. I mean, this guy is the dude. You got to watch some of his stuff. I mean, he's like, He's not your normal kicker, especially all these Aussies they got these days. They're real small. You know, this guy's not. He, he, I hear he squats a lot of weight. But if you're up at 930, check out that San Diego State versus Nevada game. And, you know, fast forward through the offense and defense. Wait till Mr. Matareza gets on there to punt the ball and, and watch him. Man, he's a character. I love him.
0: <laughs> all right. Last or uh, actually just one more note uh, before uh, Sean Clifford, uh, we took him quite a bit last week in DraftKings, and his salary went down also. Um, he is only 5800 this week. He is playing a Michigan team who's a lot better. Uh, Dotson, who his wide receiver is, I think is the most expensive wide receiver at $8,800. Uh, but just just a thought, uh, Clifford is only 5800 this week. Uh, that's Sean Clifford and Aiden O'Donnell, who won were, were the winning quarterbacks, the duo in the contest that I was in with the six thousand. Uh both have gone down to fifty four for Aiden O'Connell and fifty eight hundred for Sean Clifford. Just just a side thought. But uh let's move on to our pick 'em's last week we talked about how uh Kentucky ended up losing there at the end wall uh and then my Penn State pick ended up pulling it off and Penn State minus ten. So uh This week, Walt, I'll let you lead it off. Maybe that's the good luck charm. Uh, Who are you going to take this week, Walt? Uh, Well, I mean, I've been taking these
1: off non-Power 5 teams, you know, a lot. I think I'm probably going to continue with that trend. Speaking of non-Power 5 teams, well, did you take that UTSA bet last week, the alternates?
0: Oh, I took it. That was a good one. That was juicy, Walt.
1: That was juicy. Man, that was juicy, Walt. That paid off big, man. I was happy. I hope the rundown nation was happy with that one. I think I'm going to have to stay away from the Power Five again in this one. I think I'm going to go with UAB. Shop around on this one right before Showtime. We saw them plus five and a half on one of the sites. I'm going to take UAB plus five and a
0: half. Woj. I think they're going to get it done. I, I like that, Wall. I like that a lot. I'm going to take Purdue. They're right now at 20 and a half. And for the pick them, I'm going to take them at the 20 and a half. But. I am probably going to tease this down to somewhere around maybe 14-and-a-half, and I'll probably end up taking the 14-and-a-half just to get the extra juice. I, I think two touchdowns is, is a lot, especially for what Ohio State has shown me and what Purdue has shown me, um, and I think 14-and-a-half is a good number. Just kind of want to see what I can get there. But uh, for the purposes of the pick-and-wall, I'm going to take Purdue plus 20-and-a-half.
1: I'll probably, boys, I've been following you most. I'm not going to say I put a full unit on it, but I've been following you most of these weeks with your picks, so I'll I'll probably take Purdue plus 20 and a half. I don't don't know that I would tease it down for the fact that I think if Purdue does lose, I don't think there's much of a difference between 14 and a half and 20, because I I think if they do lose, that Ohio State's just going to blow them out considering it's at the horseshoe. But I think the 20 and a half, you know, it's a solid pick. I think the number's where it should be. If you see 21, hey, take it, baby. Purdue is a good football team. Better than that Nebraska team that Ohio State struggled against last week. I had to – in the middle of that game, Woj, were you watching it or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In in the middle of that game, I had to text our friend, you know, Mr. Ruiz, the man they call Ruiz, and be like, hey, what's up with your football team? They need to pick it up. He said, don't worry, they will. They won the game. I don't know that they picked it up, though, Woj, did they? Uh,
0: Not really. And it just – they're their secondary, They're just they're secondary defense altogether just hasn't played well. And, you know, the thing about it is, is Ohio State always gets better throughout the every single season. They just get better towards the end of the season. And I'm sure by the end of the season, they're going to be the best team in the Big Ten by far. And they already might be the best team in the Big Ten. But the thing about it is, is their defense is not where it used to be in years past, just like Bama. It's slowly been declining, And I I just think Purdue is a legitimate offense in the Big Ten and one that can produce some points. And that's a scary thing for Ohio State to get into a shootout with.
1: Love it, baby. Let's go Blazers. Let's go Boilermakers. Let's make some money this week, Woj. Let's do it.
0: Hey, let's go Padella while he is getting the start. That was uh, confirmed in the news. Uh, Pietras is now being sat. Um, So go Hawkeyes, huh? New quarterback. Go Hawkeyes. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram is college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. this was the College Football Rundown. We're out.